Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. This is a practical show. I don't go tinfoil hat on you. I keep things rooted in common sense. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist and that kind of stuff. I'm an everyday guy and I just kind of give you survival and preparedness from an everyday guy's perspective. Well, today is... December 21st, 2012. At least that's the day that this is being released. So, if you're hearing this podcast, guess what? It means that the world didn't end today. December 21st, 2012. It didn't end today, at least not yet. So, if you get up tomorrow morning on the 22nd, then it'll prove... That all that into the Mayan calendar BS was just simply that BS. Okay, well, this show is another interview. And I interviewed a listener named Isaac. He's up in Montreal, Canada. He's been very active on the forum the last couple years. He's very good with electronics. He's very good with communications equipment. I've had him on today's survival show before. We're going to talk about the Motorola i355. Uh, it's kind of an older design radio, but one of the things that I like about these is that they've got a couple of unique features about them that you can use them as very long-range walkie-talkies. They make great communication tools. I think they're excellent bug-out bag items. Uh, if the crap hits the fan and it's kind of hard to communicate, for short distance, these are going to be some pretty good communication tools. In other words, if you've got no cell phone service and you can't communicate by cell phone, check out these Motorola i355 phones. We use direct talk technology, and Isaac and I are going to talk about the difference between direct connect and direct talk technology. So, anyway... I'm not going to steal too much from the interview. Let's just go ahead and play a quick sound effect here, and then we'll get right into my talk with Isaac up in Montreal. Stay tuned. All right, well, my special guest for this episode is Isaac, coming to us from the great city of Montreal. Isaac, welcome to the program. Yeah, good to be here. Well, so how's everything up in Montreal? We chatted a little bit, and you said you got a, a typical winter going on right now. Uh, it started a bit late, actually. It was. It's been uh, surprisingly mild until this week for December. But yeah, it's getting. It's about to get typical. Well, you know what? Down here in San Antonio, Texas, we've actually got at least by San Antonio standards, we've got some cool weather. Oh, what happened? It got all the way down to forty degrees Fahrenheit. Can you believe it? Yeah, yeah. Now we uh, remember two years ago we were having so much fun laughing at uh, New Yorkers. They had like five centimeters of snow falling, and they were calling it snowpocalypse. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, no, here are five centimeters of snowfalls. So everyone goes running to hit the ski hills. I grew up in snowpocalypse. I grew up in, in northeast Wisconsin. That's that's snowpocalypse up there. Yeah. There so, it snows. Oh, yeah, quite a bit. Well, communications is a big part of survival, and you sent me an email about a pretty cool communications product that's out now. Talk a little bit about it. 
All right, so I'll begin by saying I don't know the backstory. I don't know why all of a sudden these have gotten so much attention. And like a few years ago, everyone was talking about ham radio. But I noticed uh, people talking about the Motorola Direct Talk system, especially the i355s on survivalist boards, like the forums. Yeah. So I figured I'd pick myself up a set and see what the hub, all the uh, hullabaloo's about, because they sounded pretty awesome. And I tried them out. They are an incredibly cheap and incredibly feature-loaded, basically walkie-talkie system. Now, they're the Motorola i355? I'll just check that, actually, because... Yeah, uh, there's actually various models out there. You need to be careful. Motorola has two systems, Direct Link or Direct Com and Direct Talk. Or no, it's Direct Connect and Direct Talk. There we go. Right. What yours, the sp- feature you're looking for is called uh, – actually, I'm just going to check on the phone. I want to make sure I get this right. I don't want to recommend the wrong product to people. Just a sec. Try another phone. Because I'm uh, okay. Go ahead. The fe- sorry. So the feature you want is called Direct Talk. Okay. Um, it's it seems like the i three fifty five is the most desirable phone that has Direct Talk and uh, like as far as survivalism goes, it seems to be the most desirable phone. But there are other Motorola phones out there. I'll uh, email you the uh, link. There's a page that chronologues which ones actually have uh, Direct Talk. So why do you think the um, the this i three fifty five this direct talk? Why do you think for a survival preparedness situation? Why are these better? Well, um, there's a variety of reasons. Uh, the first one, I think everyone can agree that having enough walkie talkies to basically give every person their own walkie talkie is a huge advantage. Just you know, for day to day, it's not just a fire team thing. It's for day to day activities. Everyone having a walkie talkie is a huge advantage. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the problem is comes up with cost, right? Especially good walkie-talkies. They're not cheap. They're, you know, $50 for two of them. So what I love about these is, firstly, they're, they're about $10, $12 a pop. So it's very cheap to outfit everyone with one. Yeah, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Now, you're talking Canadian dollars probably, which is slightly higher than American dollars, but not much. Uh... I don't remember, actually, because I seem to recall I bought them on eBay from a U.S. seller. So it's possible that it's about 10, 12 uh, American dollars. Oh, okay, so about 10 or 12 U.S. All right, well, that's good. Yeah, Um, what's really cool about these, at least in my opinion, is they actually transmit digitally. Okay. So it's kind of like direct television in that so long as you can actually receive the signal, you can hear them. There's There's no static, there's no interference, there's no coming through garbled and hard to copy. Either you can receive the signal or you can't. What's the range on these? That depends. Um, Nextel, who originally owned the uh, IDEN network, said in an urban area you can get two to three miles, typical. Um, Motorola, the company that makes the phone, said you can get up to seven miles. And people, again, it's as long as you can successfully receive the signal, you can successfully decrypt it and hear it. People have reported line of sight in around the 10, 12-mile mark from, like, the top of a mountain or something. Now, you've tested these for a while? I've played around with them. I haven't tested the range on them. That's something I've actually been meaning to do. Okay. But there's all sorts of – they come with the uh, typical rubber ducky extending antennas. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can uh, see that based can, on the picture. Yeah, you can buy um, extended antennas that um, basically replace the rubber duck ones. They're very cheap. They're a few dollars each. 
and uh, those, they seem to give two, three decibels of gain. It'll make a nice difference if you're in an urban area, I think. So these, uh, explain what direct talk is. Well, what's cool about it is it's actually a fully digitally encrypted spread spectrum communication system. So it's what happens is when you talk into the phone, if you push the push to talk button, there's actually two different transmit modes. I guess we'll talk about that in a moment. Okay. But when you push the button, it'll actually call all the phones that are set to the same number or to the same frequency and privacy code. And so it'll actually tell you if no one's in range, which is a neat feature before we before it even starts transmitting an actual message. Yeah, that's cool. Then when you talk to it, what it does is it basically ha- it uh, converts your uh, audio into digital, and then it basically chops that into little bits and pieces and chucks it onto a variety of different frequencies. Okay. And at the other end, the phone uh, that's set to the same either frequency and code or else it has the matching phone number to the number you called will actually recombine the signal. But it's a completely digital, and it's actually an encrypted uh, communication. So these are like enhanced walkie-talkies. Um, yeah, basically, but they're pretty enhanced. Yeah, I mean, they're they're like walkie-talkies on steroids, basically. Yeah. Okay. That's why I thought I'd talk about them a bit. Well, so I can, I, I can hear, I mean, I can visualize a lot of, of survival applications, and I'm, I'm thinking through it right now. Uh, these, these could have a lot of handy uses. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of why I got them. Uh, what I especially like about them, they can actually and I thought this was a really neat feature, is that you can actually assign them what's called the line one number, which is you can give each phone an actual phone number that you can pick for direct talk purposes, and then you can actually dial that number and use the direct talk mode to talk to a specific uh, receiver. That's good. Now, does it matter, for example, I mean, there are a lot of people from other countries that listen to my podcast. Does it matter what country you're in? Will these work anywhere, or is it specific um, to a... Geo- that depends what you want to do with them. If yeah. you want to use the direct talk mode, the only thing you need to be aware of is they're at the bottom of the 900 megahertz spectrum. Yeah. So, depending on your local laws, you may be interfering. Uh, I don't know. Again, you're using fairly low-power devices, and after the shit hits, I doubt any. Uh, I doubt you can have trouble with the FCC or anything, especially 900 megahertz. It's like cell phone band. It's exactly. not... Uh, you're not, you know, you're not in the middle of some ham's emergency broadcast network or something. No, 900 megahertz is so common, and there's not going to be, you're not going to be interfering with much that's very important at 900 megahertz. Yeah, exactly. You're at the bottom of the 900 megahertz. Like you said, like you said, the FCC is probably not going to care about you at that point. Exactly. Um, as far as actually using them as cell phones go, uh, it varies a lot. Uh, in the United States, these were designed to work on the IDEN network, which is supposed to be shut down sometime around mid-next year. So uh, you may be, you know, if you plan on actually using them as cell phones in the United States, you're out of luck. Uh, if you're in Canada, it's hideously expensive, to my knowledge. Uh, TELUS offers a comparable system called Mike, but it's only for, it's essentially priced on the assumption that you're a commercial client, so there's no... There's no price plan that would be suitable for someone who just wanted like a pay-as-you-go system. Okay, so if I bought them here for use in the United States, basically what I'm going to be buying these as in, in, in case the crap hits the fan, I've got some very, very enhanced walkie-talkies and I can talk to everybody in my group. Pretty much. Yeah, and is there a limit to the number of people that can be on your group? Um, not that I'm aware of. Um, 
I think that so long as, if you're creating a talk group on the IDEN network, then I think there is a limit. But I don't think if you're using direct talk, there's any limit. And if there is, you can just clone the phones. You can assign two or three phones the same phone number, for example, if you really want to. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And, you know, for some people who kind of worry about this stuff, it doesn't sound to me like they're really all that easy to track either. Um, well, again, they are designed for the U.S. government, so presumably somewhere in the archives of the U.S. government is the encryption and decryption protocol. Um, you can buy, um, I think it's called a uh, signal analyzer or something, apparently used, they're over the $10,000 mark, so I doubt you're actually going to see anyone with one, but those things are allegedly capable of piecing the uh, transmissions back together. So I guess if somebody was worried about the U.S. government tracking them, that could be a challenge. But if it was, if you were worried about other people after the stink hits the fan, it's going to be kind of tough. Um, well, yes and no. It's going to be kind of tough if that other person's trying to listen in and actually understand what you're saying. Yeah. But in theory, uh, I haven't tested this actually. I should. I have a scanner here actually. Uh, if you were, to, if I were to plunk my scanner around the bottom of the 900 megahertz uh, frequency range, I wouldn't. I wouldn't obviously be able to decrypt the signal and actually hear it, but I should be able to hear bursts of uh, static as the radio picks up the encrypted signal. Yeah. Which again, that'll anyone who's you know got a minimum of knowledge of scanners and the like would be able to conclude someone's transmitting on an encrypted uh, frequency mode on this given frequency. Yeah. Okay, so they'll, they'll be able to determine that, but as far as listening into what you're saying, most likely not. No, uh, I think that the best way to list, actually listen into someone on one of these is to have your own uh, Motorola i355, and even then you're kind of limited by what you can do. These seem like a couple of excellent bug-out bag items. Uh, I'd have to agree on that. Uh, the only caveat to that is I'd bring spare batteries. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how's the battery life? Does it does it suck up the juice pretty hard? It's all over the place. Again, you're buying used phones with used batteries. Yeah. But on the plus side, uh, spare batteries are incredibly cheap. Like I do not recommend buying just one or two just because the shipping cost will be more. For like $20, you can get like 20 batteries. So. Did you say these are about $50 a pair to purchase? No, no. Uh, these, I bought uh, five for uh, something like $60. Oh, that's right. You said 10 to $12 each. That's right. Yeah, yeah sorry. Exactly. Sorry, my memory slipped there. Well, that, yeah, the pricing is excellent. Excellent. Buy a lot of spare batteries. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just, I can't see any reason not to have a pair of these just for some good basic communication. Well, that's just it. That's, that's what I saw in these. It was a great basic communication system that you can give to pretty much everyone probably a whole lot more portable than most. That's why I first of all thought about bug-out bags or backpack items. That just did. If you're going with actual ham radios, then either you can get small ones, but then there's design compromises, or uh, you can get the full-size ones, which weigh as much as a boat anchor. And if you can get out even a couple of miles, that's pretty good. Yeah, again, you, you're getting, as long as you can receive the signal, you can decrypt it. So there's no, there's no garble, there's no interference, there's no, couldn't copy that, can you say again? So basically, you're either going to hear somebody or you're not, you're not going to hear any static. They're either going to be there or they're not, and that's it. Yeah, and if, and if they can't hear you, your phone will give you a message saying that whoever you're trying to talk to cannot receive you. Yeah. So I want people who are listening to this, think about, you know, your family. If you've got a family of five, buying five of these isn't going to cost you a lot of money. It's not going to break the bank. Everybody can have one in their bug-out bag. And if you need to communicate, 
after the crap hits the fan, or even, you know, let's not just talk about disaster. I mean, let's just talk about, you know, general activities. If you're, if you know that, that you're going to have family members within a couple of miles, this is, this is the, a good way to go. Yeah, these would have been great, actually, this summer on a road trip uh, to talk between cars. You know, are you sure you're supposed to turn right there? I think it was the left turn. Check the weight <laughs> at the border. You know? Well, yeah. wait a minute. Hold on a second. I got my GPS telling me that kind of stuff. Oh, I don't use a GPS. I don't <laughs> trust those things. <laughs> my GPS is always telling me, are you sure you wanted to turn there? Rerouting, rerouting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, my, my first time using a GPS was right after getting off the bridge. There's a bunch of interchanges, depending on which part of the states you want to go to. It goes, lost satellite connection. Really? That's when I, yeah, it was like first time and last time ever using one. Okay. Well, getting back to these radios, any FCC issues that you can think of? Uh, again, you're at the bottom of the 900 megahertz when you use direct talk. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what the legality of that would be. You're transmitting fairly low power signal, and it is digitally encrypted. Yeah. I have no idea what the relevant laws. I think it would depend how you interpret them, to be honest. Yeah. How long have you had these? Uh, two, three weeks. Where did you get them? Uh, eBay. A guy named Batsell uh, okay. sells them. Okay. I bet. I wonder. Wonder if they're available on Amazon. Probably. Probably. I'm going to check. If you're looking for used, uh, try and get some idea what the condition is, though, because, again, these things, they're pretty hard to break, but that doesn't mean they won't see abuse. Yeah, and that's kind of be... I, I, you probably got lucky getting a couple of good ones. Uh, I think these are typical. Uh, the seller claims these are average condition, and it seems to be pretty good. It looks like they've had a few falls, but, again, they're pretty rubberized and ruggedized. And the odd one seems to have some some paint or something on the numbers, but the screens themselves, there's no cracked screens or anything if you buy from him and they say in average condition. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, well, thanks for telling us about this. Uh, I have some other things I wanted to ask you, but is there anything else you want to talk about on these radios before we move on? Yeah, uh, actually I do. There's two or three quick points I want to make uh, real fast before we uh, sign off. Firstly, for these to work, you need to buy a Nextel SIM card. Okay. All right, they're dirt cheap. You can buy them in, like, lots of 12 for $10. Okay. Actually, I'm just going to double-check Nextel is the right one. Again, I don't want to give the... Yeah, you need to buy Nextel SIM cards. Okay, the listing I'm looking at says Sprint also. Uh, do they not work on... Well, it's the same network now, Sprint and it's Nextel. It's the same also, network, yeah. Sprint and Nextel. The important thing is you do need a Nextel or a Sprint SIM card. Otherwise, okay. uh, the phone will not go past the insert SIM card screen. Okay, good to know. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, as far as antennas go, you're at the bottom of the 900 megahertz range. I do highly recommend the uh, uh, replacing the rubber duck antennas with the uh, extended ones, but yeah. you can also buy uh, things like Yagis and other directional antennas at that frequency. They're fairly cheap. Does the antenna connect like with a simple little F connector? Uh, unfortunately, no. There's, no? I'm trying to track down. There's a special adapter that lets you connect your, replace your antenna with like an external one. I'm trying to track down someone who sells them. Uh, if you search around a bit, you'll find one guy, he's selling like a five decibel uh, upright antenna with the adapter. So I'm trying to get in touch with him, see if he can sell just the adapters. How much do you think it's going to increase the range? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, I seem to recall hearing somewhere that uh, about 10 decibels of gain at this frequency will more or less double the range. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so a good gadget would probably double the range, but it'll be very directional. Okay. 
right? Whereas, uh, say, an up a vertical antenna, two to three, the little ones that come with them adds are something probably two to three decibels. I remember hearing somewhere, so that'll probably it'll probably add a good twenty thirty percent. You'll you'll probably feel the difference really in urban areas. Okay, good, good. What else do you want to cover about these radios? I just wanted to talk about two different operating modes real fast on them, because there's two ways you can run them. Okay. I'm going to grab the second one so I can see what I'm doing here. Uh, Just a second. Sure. Sure. Sorry about that. Hey, we all have family business to take care of. Uh, (laughs) Happens to me all the time, man. I tell you what. (laughs) Yeah, so... Just a second. Let me get them both turned on direct talk mode. All right. So there's two basic modes uh, you can set your uh, Motorola's to work on. Uh, number one, when they're on direct talk, is you can set a channel and a code. And there's 10 channels and 15 codes you can choose from. Okay. And when you transmit on a one, everyone else with, with matching channels and codes will hear you. So it'll come out of all the matching radios. Uh, option number two, and this is really cool, is you can actually assign a specific phone number. If you go under Menu and My Info, you can set a specific, it's line one you would need to set. Okay. But you can actually call a specific, you can actually call a specific phone uh, if you want to, and when you do it that way, even someone with a matching i three fifty five would need to have the same phone number for them to in- intercept your signal. Okay, all right. So that'd be the purpose of doing that. Yeah, that's again. I do recommend it. Just uh, if you want everyone on the same phone number, you can clone the phones basically, and just put the same number. But I do recommend leaving channel the channel and code setting for like emergency back and forth and uh, using the actual phone numbers to get in touch with people. Okay, it's good to know. Yeah, but those are the two That's those are the two really interesting transmit modes. I really love the phone number feature because you can get in touch with a specific person if you need to. Just based on, what do you do? You just dial it to that phone number and that's it, correct? Yeah, pretty much. I dial the phone number on the phone uh, on a given phone and the other phone will ring. It, but not the whole group. No, that's just it. When I use a specific phone number, only the guy with the specific phone number will hear me uh, calling. Yeah, so basically it's like making a phone call without making a phone call. Yeah, it's basically a phone call between walkie-talkies, if you will. Yeah, that's I like that. I like that. So you can, you can pinpoint exactly uh, if you have something you want to discuss with a very specific person in your group, that's easy to do. Yeah. Cool. All right, and what I'll do is I'll pull up a couple of links off of eBay, and I'll put them in the show notes so people can easily and quickly find out where they can purchase these, and and hopefully we'll go from there. Yeah, it sounds like a cool option. Yeah, Isaac, thanks for sharing these. Now, i got a couple questions for you. Go for it. Um, We're going to kind of shift gears, get off of communications here. I wanted to ask you a question, because you're from Canada, and... um, you're part of the up-and-coming younger generation, which is really cool to see. I'm glad, and I'm glad that you're into personal responsibility and prepping like I am and everything. So sitting up there in Montreal, uh, kind of looking with a, with a bird's-eye view here of us you know, down here in the United States and all the issues we've been going through with the, with the election that's just passed us and the, the bankruptcy and stuff that's kind of facing us, what, what do you Canadians think of us down here? Uh, be honest, be honest. It depends who you ask. Um, 
Western Canada is pretty much uh, solidly conservative, and as far as they're concerned, you're all a bunch of idiots for re-electing Obama. Uh, chunks of Eastern Canada, basically, we have our own version of Obama named Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, he also, no opinion, no uh, real experience at anything, but he's got name recognition and lots of it. Yeah, that's true. Um, we actually had, years ago, basically our own version of where you're at now with the uh, GDP to uh, spending ratio, GDP and uh, federal debt ratio issues. And how did you fix that? Uh, incredibly enough, it was actually a liberal government that fixed it. They, uh, for every, uh, I think it was something like for every dollar in increased taxation, they uh, slashed spending by something like $5. Okay, but that's do. good. That's good. But there's no, there's no proposal like that, no, no thinking like that whatsoever here in the United States. No, that's the problem. You guys, there, there seems to be no incentive. Now, what, parties. why do you think that that happened in Canada? Was it based on a necessity? Uh, I think, no, I think part of it was um, what had happened just before in the election, the Conservative Party, uh, back then they were called the uh, PCs, uh, went from a majority to having all of two seats out of 300 and change. Wow. And I think, I think that really scared, I think that really intimidated the winning Liberal Party into realizing, you know, if we, if we can balance the budget, we'll be the governing party for years to come. If we can't balance the budget, we're gonna we're ne we're gonna be the laughing stock of the town. Okay, so really, it was kind of a a little bit of a dose of reality set in. Pretty much, it was the it was basically the electorate made it clear that they were not happy. Which we haven't done here in the United States. Well, you only have a two party system. It's hard to vent your anger. That's part of it. <laughs> well, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's right, because in Canada, you're not just stuck with two parties. No, it's uh, here in Quebec, actually, we had the same problem. We basically had the same problem you had in the uh, states with uh, our recent provincial election. Here, you basically, you can vote for the liberals, who have been terrible for this province, or you can vote for the PQ, who are a bunch of separatists and want Quebec to secede, which is a terrible idea. And basically, if you were to vote for a third party, you would essentially be splitting the Federalist vote. Okay, so that's an interesting political perspective. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think, obviously it sounds like right now, I'll bet from a, uh, from a survival standpoint, it seems like the Canadians have their act together better than we do here. Uh, Canada has always had a knack for muddling through it without really... Uh, somehow surviving, they're muddling through the uh, whatever the catastrophe happens to be. Um, I'd say our government's in better shape than yours, mainly just because we have enough natural resources that we could conceivably hawk in exchange for money. Yeah, well, if you follow the theory of, of, of Glenn Tate recently, you know, he talks about in his books, and he talked about on my podcast, about a partial collapse. Not a full collapse, but a partial collapse coming to the U.S. If that happens here, do you think that Canada's going to get dragged down into that, or do you think you have a different system in place? Uh, yes and no. We're obviously, you're our biggest uh, trading partner. We're obviously going to have some serious problems. But again, like I said, Canada has a history of muddling through it somehow. <laughs> they make it. Yeah, pretty much. Which is the essence of survival, isn't it? Well, this far north. <laughs> I guess if you can survive up there with all that. You brought up a pretty good point about your natural resources. You know, Canada is so rich in natural resources. 
Well, that's our big insurance policy, right? In the U.S., even if they sold all the gold, they couldn't uh, cover all of the virtual dollars. Here, we have enough natural resources we could conceivably sell off. Well, and, you know, kind of a lesson for people to learn as well. You know, you can't change the country. I'm a firm believer that, you know, being able to, the, the body of people being able to just change the country overnight, that's just simply not realistic, never has been. But what we can change is we can change ourselves. Yeah. Again, change, uh, the conservatives have been very clear on this. They either, they don't want to change it and they don't want to di- discuss it at all, much less actually discuss changing it or when they are changing things, it's either specific electoral promises or it's very gradual things that people have expected, and they do a very good job of explaining what they're doing. Well, I never thought I would say this, but you know, recent events here in the United States have kind of made me believe that maybe we are ready and ripe for a third party. Uh, it would certainly be interesting. I think we are. I think we're ready and ripe for a third party because, like you said, that's a good way to vent our anger. That's just it. The, I think my dad put it best when he said the third party's not there to get elected. It's there to, to arouse enough support that one of the real parties steals its ideas and incorporates them into their platform. Well, in addition to, yeah, the third party's there to kind of keep everybody else honest. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's basically the insurance policy against bad first and second parties. I would envision here in the United States a third party made up of a combination of conservatives and liberals. You know, conservatives and liberals on both ends that are just completely fed up with what's in the middle right now. And I think they'd be more or less liberty-minded people. They just want plain liberty. That's what they want. And I think it would be both sides that are just fed up with their freedoms being snapped away. Uh, I think there's certainly enough. I think there's certainly an element of that in the uh, culture. Okay, but up there in Canada, you guys don't think that it would be you wouldn't get dragged down to, into the abyss with with us here, huh? Oh, we certainly start falling off the cliff, but I think we'd manage to grab some bush or something as we went down. <laughs> you know, there's so much falling off the cliff talk here right now that that's yeah, an interesting analogy. I find it incredible that it went from sequestration to the financial cliff now that we need to scare the voters. Well, sure. Well, as if they haven't been scared enough in the last well, like uh, like year and a half. Obama's running for re-election. Oh, it's nothing scary. It's just sequestration. And now that Obama's won the election and he wants to pin the problems on the GOP, it's the fiscal cliff. We can't fall off it. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of people might think I'm bad for saying this, but I think we need to go off the cliff. Uh, no, you're not bad for saying it. I have to agree with you. Bad. Dis- the big the big problem that's led to this mess is decisions that didn't have consequences. Yeah, you're right. said that, blame needs to be assigned properly for those consequences, and right now the GOP is getting lined up very nicely to take that blame. I don't care who gets blame and who gets credit. I really don't. I could care less. We need to go off the cliff, we need to pay the consequences, and we need to change. All I care about is change. All I care about is 10 years from now fixing this country to where it needs to be so that we don't have... A, a, a chaotic situation here because I think we can have a chaotic situation in more ways than one. We can have a financially chaotic situation and we could have a uh, a physically chaotic situation. Yeah, that's just it. Uh, again, I have to agree with you. Go off the cliff. Let the let the electorate feel the pain of what they've uh, decided to choose. Yeah, how's the how's the attitude of people in Canada? Are they are they when I say attitude, I mean are they Keeping calm, or or what? What's going on? 
Yeah, it's Canada. Everything's pretty calm up here. Yeah. Again, you, we muddle through stuff. So. You just you just take it all in stride, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Get out the Canadian Club whiskey, and who cares? Exactly. Out comes the rye whiskey and the Molsons, and we're good. <laughs> and a good hockey game, and who cares, right? Uh, there's no hockey. The NHL's on lockout. Oh, they. That's right. That's right. Um, that's right. There is. To do with my, it's thankfully it's not too bad for me because I work at the local hockey arena. But yeah. I want I want playoffs because that's they start right when my uh, then the hockey season here ends for the uh, minor leagues. So any talk of ending the lockout or not? No. Um, uh, you know when that there would be talk uh, right around this summer they'd come to an agreement. If right now they scrap the entire season, otherwise I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Very interesting. All right. Well, we kind of beat that horse. Uh, that horse is pretty well dead. We won't beat it anymore. But. Um, <laughs> No, but thanks for talking about these Motorola radios because communications obviously is so vitally important. And this is something that's, that they're cheap to buy. You don't need a special license. You can throw them in a bug out bag. You can store them in a pantry or whatever. Yeah. So again, as I said, if you're getting the phones, you absolutely need a a, a Nextel SIM card. And be careful. Your the feature you want is called Direct Talk, not Direct Connect. Yeah, real quickly, explain once again, in case people didn't get it, what's the difference between Direct Connect and Direct Talk? Uh, direct Talk is two walkie-talkies, basically. So you're completely independent of the cell service in the area. Yep. Uh, direct Connect is similar, but it uses a repeater network made up of the uh, IDEN network, and that's being shut down in the uh, summer of 2013 in the U.S. In right. Canada, it's too expensive to get onto. And in any case, that requires the IDEN network to be up, which, again, you're back to the same boat as cell phones in that you need uh, cell towers. So when you say when people buy the SIM cards, they want to make sure that they get the type for direct talk. No, you just need it. That's the beauty of it. You just need a Nextel SIM card. Oh, just any Nextel SIM card, but yeah, you're selecting the, the feature. Itself. It's the phone itself needs to be compatible with direct talk, which is why the i355 seems to be so prized. You can swap the antennas and they're direct talk compatible. But there are other uh, Motorola phones with direct talk. I follow now. Okay, now I'm completely with it. Well, good. Isaac, thanks a lot. Stay warm up there in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks, cool. thanks for being a good member of the forum and for listening and everything. And uh, keep prepping on, okay? Not a problem. I'll send you an uh, email with the page with the uh, different phones that have direct talk. Yeah, please do. All right. Many thanks, Isaac. Thanks for donating your time. That was a good discussion. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode. There will be links there as to uh, where you can buy these radios. I'm going to check to see if they're available on Amazon. If they are, I'll create a link on my Amazon Associates account so you can buy them through Amazon on my Associates account. That way it'll help me out. It'll help support the show. I'd appreciate it if you do that. The prices are the same. You're just going through my Amazon Associates account. So, Head on over to www.todayssurvival.com. That's todayssurvival.com. It'll be, these links will be in the show notes and they'll also be in my EDC store, my everyday carry store. In other words, I like to put the preparedness items that I typically carry around or that I typically use. Normally bug out bag items. 
emergency bag items, things like that. Those typically go in the EDC store link over at www.todayssurvival.com. Don't forget to join the forum as well. I will put a link for everything on the forum. So if you are a forum member, you'll see that I start a thread for every episode. Check there as well for links and for show notes. By the way, if you're not a member of our forum, please consider joining. Do me a favor. Go to today's Survival Show forum just by clicking the forum button at todayssurvival.com. Sign up, register, but you have to send me an email after you register. That's how I keep spammers out. That way I know you're a real person that wants to contribute. However, why don't you wait till... Well, go ahead and join anyway and send me an email, but you have to forgive me on something. By the time you hear this podcast, I will be on an extended Christmas vacation I am going to be on a trip where I'm not going to have easy access to internet and email. So, a couple of announcements I want to make. If you join the forum, it may take a while for me to approve your account. All right? Send me an email, but it might take me a while to approve your account. It might take me over a week. This is a rare exception. Normally, I approve your accounts within 24 hours, but this is an exception because I'm going to be on vacation without much access to email or internet. All right. So where I'm, you know, I don't want to mention what I'm going to be doing or where I'm going to be going. I can just tell you this: that for about eight days throughout the Christmas holiday. I am going to be in a situation where I cannot check email and cannot check the internet and the forum very often. That also means this is the last podcast of the year. The next time you're going to hear from me is going to be after the 1st of January 2013. So I'm going to take some time off. No, the show's not going away. And no, I'm not going to take a long six-month break like I did earlier this year. I'm back to doing these regularly on a weekly basis, bringing you some good common sense preparedness information. So remember that whenever you're sending me emails and things like that, okay? And with that said, uh, please remember to uh, sign up for the Survival Champions Club as well. If you want to get that special podcast with uh, that features Glenn Tate, if you remember, Glenn Tate recently did an interview with me on how to build a prepping team. Wasn't that a great podcast? Part two, part two of building a prepping team is the newest episode of my Survival Champions Club. It's only $25. You do have to purchase it. It's a premium podcast. You'll help support my show. It's almost an hour in length, and it's really good stuff. I'm confident you got a lot out of episode one on building a prepping team that was recently on, uh, I think that was, let's see, that was actually episode number, let me look it up, 194. It was episode 194 of today's survival show where Glenn Tate talked to me about building a prepping team, uh, kind of a preview to his books as well. So if you want to get the second half of that interview, head on over to todayssurvival.com, click the Survival Champions Club page, Survival Champions Club, and you'll see an explanation there, and you'll also see how to purchase that. And when I get back from vacation, I will email you the instructions on how to download that special podcast, okay? If you... To buy Glenn's book, there's also a recommended books section 
at today's survival show and you can buy it right there through Amazon through my associates account once again it'll help me out I do earn a little bit small not much it's a small tiny little commission for you buying Glenn's book any of the, the series the book 299 days that whole series of books if you buy them from my website through the recommended books page it'll help me out all right that's it folks thanks for tuning in to another episode of today's survival show as i sign off i want to say merry christmas to all of you i'll be back before the new year i'll get an episode recorded before the new year it'll release after the first of the year so i'm going to talk about some big plans for 2013 So it's been my goal to help you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Merry Christmas, folks. I'll talk to you after the first. Goodbye.